0: been thinking, pondering, listening to what God would give me for today. I remember putting a sign on East Main Street as we was over there before we came here. And I put on a sign, it's tight, but it's right. Amen. And I think about the gospel and hard sayings this got and how it's there for correction, instruction, and reproof. And I think about how it just whooped us sometimes and it corrects us and a lot of times we'd rather anybody preach on anybody else's house and anybody else's situation than but our own. And the gospel gets real personal. Amen. Amen. I do want to say before I preach that I'm so grateful. Seems like since Thursday night, start off with Caitlin, graduation. We've been separated up trying to just make an all and trying to bid it an all, but I have not heard of not one, not one of our youth. I've not heard of a car wreck. I've not heard of a hospital visit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I am so grateful for that. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to way back in the back of your book. In 3 John, I've got a scripture that I want us to read this morning. Third John, way back, right before Revelation, we will find this scripture. You get to there, you're almost close. Third John, it's just one chapter, and we'll be reading the fourth verse. When you get there, start saying amen. amen. If you need some time, say, hold it a minute. I think it's going to be important that you're looking exactly at this word. I think it's going to have a whole lot to do with what we need to hear today. Scripture says these words. Right after he had said, beloved, in verse 2, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prosper. Boy, that's a lot of preaching can get in that. And then we look at verse 3 and said, For I rejoice greatly when, when the brethren came to tes- and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth. And then we get to verse 4 and I think about the children and then I think about the children that are going to come to be baptized today that they have trusted in the truth. I think about, the Bible talked about we as children and how we ought to always realize that we're God's children. But he wrote this thing that the greatest thing that he wanted, the thing that would bring God more more pleasure than anything he allowed to be on the pages of this Bible. It says, "I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth." You know, scriptures is going to uh, bring us, and uh, do you know that it's it's a whole lot easier a lot of times if we've grown up and we rather than tell the truth and get it over with, we we want to lie. And, and in life, it's the same way sometimes. We want to live a lie. Because in living a lie, it just seems like so much easier because you're going with the crowd. You're, and and, and the, the Bible talks about the gospel being an offense, but, but also truth is an offense. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that the child that's going to be talked about the most is a child maybe that would carry a Bible in the school with them. If you want to hear some mockery and you want to see a child go through something, some horror, you let them say that I'm going to make a stand for the Lord. I'm going to get my old Bible and I'm not getting a little Bible. I'm going to get the one that I read every day. I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to try to flaunt it. I'm just going to be what I am and I'm taking my Bible to school with me today. It's almost to the point that, Brother Jason, we walk into the hospital anymore and we got a a Bible in our hand. It's almost like we don't know whether to carry it or not. Why? Because we know that the minute, maybe we're trying to slip up on them. Maybe we're trying to ask them that question. It just just seems right, just not to carry the Bible with us anymore. Oh, I think everybody ought to have a Bible. I don't think the phones is ever going to take the place of a Bible. And I just want to say this and not for argument. You know, when you're in this Bible, you can't click over and find nothing else wrong. I think everybody needs a Bible. I think children ought to be handed Bibles. I, in graduations, we've gave out Bibles. We, we've had a Bible that they can look at and they can study they can have to maybe get a dictionary, or maybe, maybe you can pull out your phone at that time and, and look at the meaning of a word, but the Bible says to study to show thyself approved. Maybe, maybe God just didn't want you to have all the commentaries to tell you what another man thinks. Maybe he wanna know what your commentary was of what the Bible has to say. Well, truth is an offense and and he wrote these words here. As I think about graduation, I, I'd heard it said that I, I, he said, I have no greater joy than that to hear that my children walk in truth. Oh, it's easier not, not to make a stand. It's, it's easier not to come out from among them and be, uh, uh, take a stand for God. It's easier to not stand for Jesus, which is truth. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh to the Father except he come by me, it's, it's easier not to make a stand. I wrote these words down here. If you, if you can't stand for, for, for him and with him, when you get there, you need to leave if you can't stand for God and you can't stand for what Jesus and, and to the wear the braces, it's mighty good. And, and I'm sure we all had one on at one time. It said, what would Jesus do? Well, I come to tell you what Jesus do. Jesus probably wouldn't want to be in most of our conversations. Jesus probably wouldn't even go to eat most places we go to eat. Jesus wouldn't want to probably listen to our jokes. Jesus probably wouldn't want to sit home when everybody else is having church. Jesus probably wouldn't separate himself from the children and from the youth of the church and making visits. He would probably be about the Father's business. It's just easier not to go the way of God. It's easier not to make a stand for Jesus. It's easier easier not to say, not having to say, Can, can you imagine even at graduations where maybe a, graduate would say, I didn't know we had planned this. I didn't know that the party was going this way. I didn't know these things were going to be here, and I, I, I'm going to have to do what my Jesus is going to do because I know Jesus can't, can't have a part with this, and I'm going to just go where Jesus goes. I'm just going to do what Jesus would have me to do. Oh, that's hard. Boy, that's hard in 2018. It's hard. You know what? My greatest respect would be for one high school graduate that somewhere that we could find out about, Brother Larry, that was in amongst of something and they want to come and, and they want to have something that would go against truth and what Jesus is. And they said, no, I've chose to come out from among them and be separate. Thus says the word of God. I ain't going that way. I want to meet that young person. Because when you meet that young person, you'll meet the champion of champions. When you meet that young person, you'll meet the same young person that was at Columbine High School. You say, well, Brother Eddie, that just be mighty tough. I mean, that would be tough for me to be separate. That would be tough for me to come out that way. What did that young girl have in her at Columbine High School when they come in with guns and they was pointing and they said, is it anybody in the room? that's going to stand and say that I want to stand with Jesus. can you imagine her standing up in a high school and said, I am that person? Man, I can't imagine the funeral services. I can't imagine a mom and daddy and the tears that they must have cried. But I tell you what I can't imagine. I can imagine Brother Al being at a funeral service when the minister got up and said, this is the champion of all champions. This is the champion of all champions. Look here. He said, there's nothing greater in me than that to find a child that, that my children is going to walk in truth, that they're going to stand for the truth. And Jesus said, look here, I'm the way. He didn't say, there ain't no other way. He said, I am the way. And I am the truth and I am the life. And I come to tell you today that there ain't nothing ever going to work when you leave Jesus out of it. If Jesus has to walk, look, if Jesus has to walk out the door, it ain't going to be good. If Jesus has to walk out of the bank when you're making a decision and he ain't got his blessing on it, it ain't going to be good. And what we need to make a stand for, and it will be easier not to do it. In the life that we're living in, it'll be easier. I preached last Sunday, the only thing that's going to bring America back is right down to the church. You don't you know what a nation's going to be? A nation's going to be whatever we raise. Hello? We're raising a nation. We're raising children that's going to love Jesus here at Christ church. They're starting over in the nursery. They, 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 they got their, they got their little place in the nursery. This is their chair. This is one of their chairs. Look at it, when they ain't in that chair, they got a little mat they sit on. Little Colin sits on it. Little Josie Kay, When I when I carried in there, she just learned to walk. she, she gets a little wobbly, but she's walking. And when I set her down, Brother Timmy, she, she was watching. And here comes Connor, just grabbed her up and loved on her. <laughs> Collins. Collins, he, he about the same size she is, and he just hugged on her. She just sat there and just took it. Look at it. ain't no problem. You know why? Because they sitting in these chairs. See, they want to be loved on. It's easy to teach them about Jesus. They, they want to go along with them special ways that they've got to teach them in a nursery. Look, you just don't get saved. You, you've gotta be, it's got to be bred into you. A nation that we got is because of the way we bred it into them. Huh. But it's easier. It's easier just to go another route. Brother Eddie, I don't sit in that chair no more. That's right. That's right. You ain't loving on nobody either. You don't want nobody grabbing you by your neck, do you? Oh, I see. I see sometimes time, even youth, you know, when at graduation, daddy wants you over and love them. They say, oh, quit that. But boy, when they were sitting in these chairs, it was just like Colin and, and Joseph K. this morning. It wasn't no problem with it. It ain't no problem them understanding God's love when they're in them chairs either. It ain't no problem with it. You know the three things that we have a problem with? The Bible said it's a lust of the eye. It's a loss of flesh and it's a pride of life. I'm going to tell you something. When you're sitting in this chair, everybody's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Josie wasn't worried about nobody seeing her be hugged. (laughs) Josie wasn't worried about, well, I don't know if he's going to be my type. (laughs) I don't know if he, I want him to be the first one to kiss me. Because see, she's sitting in this chair. Oh, it's a great chair to be in. Well, it's a wonderful chair. And here at Christ Church, look here. When you, your kids are in the nursery, they just ain't in there just getting fed a bottle. I'm going to tell you something. There's been people working this vacation Bible school. Them crazy women kept me out at the 2 o'clock of the morning, BJ. I want you to do something with Crystal and do something with your mom-in-law and do something with Sister Tinker. They already knew I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I, I know you you tired, but you probably just the kind. You want to go on and put that up. They wasn't going to be happy. I was willing. Oh, they was tired and they was weary. But, boy, they love these kids. You know what they would say? You know what? It'd be too late to stay. But you know what? I'm just going to see them kids' faces when they come up. All this work that gets done every year. Oh, man, I can just see. We, we came out here and worked one night. We, we come in like Trojans. We, we did all this stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. They started months ago, and they're going to be working up right to the day. And you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to take care of some children. He said, my greatest joy is my children walk in the truth, that these children will come into a church, and all they'll hear about is Jesus' love, and it'll be shown to them. When I get to thinking about these children and I get to thinking about when they leave that chair. I got a Sunday school teacher. She's meaner than a junkyard dog. But she loves children. And she might get a little rude with you. But she loves children. She loves these youth. Lyle would probably be able to tell me that. She sure is. But if I said, but loud does she love you? She said, yeah. I could say to Brody, she was tuning on him this morning. He, he was upset and honored like I'm going to have to get him. I went over and gave him a hit, like, man, you, you better straighten up. She's coming. I, I'm telling you, put a smile on your face. Just fake it till you make it. I mean, she's going to get you, boy. Brody, let, raise your hand so they see. But see, she got some children that sets their check. These chairs right above them chairs. and matter of fact, all four of the ones that's going to get baptized today, they sit in these chairs now. That's the classroom that they're in. I, on Wednesday night, they've been taught Bible verse, And the Bible says, just hide my word in your heart that you won't sin against God. And, and when they're being taught John three sixteen and just simple scriptures that we don't want to even listen to no more, that they, look, they're the foundation of what makes a child. For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would just believe in him. So when you look at a child and you ask a child, do you believe in him? What if somebody come up on you? You ready to be saved today? Do you believe in Jesus? We'd say, well, I, I believe in him, but I, if you're expecting me to get saved right now, it's kind of like, like the guy said, are you ready to go to heaven? He said, yeah, but I, I didn't know you was getting a bus loaded up now. <laughs> See, these children, they're just so willing. And see, it's really important that you're not close to the truth. It's really important, Sam, that you ain't just around the truth. You've got them beautiful children, and we're just looking so far for their first vacation Bible school here at Christ Church. But it's very important to us that they get the absolute truth. The Bible says, it's one of my scriptures, that if you'll train up a child in the way, they should go. How many of y'all had the opportunity to be in a good son's school class when you was little? How many? You was in a good Sun school class. How many of y'all like me, after you was in that real good Sun school class, and after you got out of that real good Sun school class, you was probably in a nursery, you was probably in a preschool class, whatever, you, you probably done, done got both of these chairs, you probably done got in the youth group, and after that, you just messed plumb up. Won't you go and raise your hand? But that truth was in there, yeah. and so when somebody came with the truth to you, it wasn't such an offense to you. It was lining up with what you already had been taught. I want to give you, for instance, in building houses, uh, Brother Harris knows this. They took a lot of things out of concrete. Matter of fact, I, I believe that's the reason why you see so much. They they changed a lot of different ways, and if you don't know how good concrete is. Brother Tommy would know. They, they started putting a thing called fiber in it, and that way we didn't have to get our hands rusted no more. We didn't have to roll out wire because we used to put wire all up under it. Then we'd have to get it up off the ground, so we'd have to put wedges up to get up off the ground, and then we'd have to walk on it. You, you'd get tripped on it. You, old rubber boots, you'd like just fall on your face, John, right in the middle of, of the concrete. So they came up with an easier way. They said, we're going to start putting fiber in. And boy, did they know how to charge for that fiber. They'd ask you, do you want fiber in it? It's almost like when you go to buy something and they, they want you to know, do you want that insured? Do you want this thing? Insured it won't cost you but $105 more and a phone didn't cost you but $35 to start with. So they put the fiber in it. If you ever want to see which one of that concrete, you think we're living in a modern age and boy, they modernize things and things are better now. Brother Sammy can tell you, you go try to tear up some concrete that's got fiber in it. Then you go try to tear up some that's got that wire in. When you get to that and it's got that fiber in it, it's going to break just like that other did. It's going to do everything like that other did. But I guarantee you, when you get through breaking up something that's got that concrete wire in it, and you don't have to cut all them pieces of wire, TJ, and you're going to have to haul it out piece by piece because it ain't going to be no honk you can just drive up. Because why? That hot white wire is holding it together. Let me tell you something. true the very truth and foundation that God built this country on to start with, that's the only thing that's going to hold this country together. Man, I'm so excited that we got some children that have come said, I'm accepting Jesus. And and as I looked at of Grace and I said, of Grace, why are you coming again? She said, because the last time I just wanted to go to heaven. She said, but this time the Spirit has dealt with me. You can't get saved because it's just a good idea. You got to get saved because truth comes to you, Johnny Wayne. And truth grabbed around you. And truth grabbed you up and cradled you. And truth showed you I loved you. And truth showed you that I died for you. And truth showed you that I was resurrected for you. And I'm King of kings. And I'm Lord of lords. <laughs> the Bible said we can do all things through Him who strengthened us. What is that? We can do all things through truth. The Bible said you shall know the truth. And the truth, what, will set you free? You won't never do no good telling lies through life. You won't never do no good living a lie through life. And that's what Jesus is. He said, I come that you may have life. The truth is, I come that you may have truth. I I come that you may have life and you may have it more abundant. Wow. How it must have been for that girl, Columbine High School, her funeral. I wonder what the other parents were thinking. I wonder what my child would have done. I wonder what I would have done. I wonder what you would have done. Oh, she stood for truth. Life ain't nothing but a vapor anyway. She probably, she probably had some truth in her. She, I mean, it'd be just like a lost world out there and people don't go to church. What if, what if, what if it could have happened this way and it didn't? But what if it could have happened that her parents just sent her to church or, or somebody just kept coming by the house and they said, look, you're just gonna keep on coming by here. Just, just carry my baby on if you want to. Wouldn't it have been something? Wouldn't it have been something? Somebody would have showed up at that funeral. And that girl at Columbine High School would have had a lost mom and daddy. He said, it's your fault. It's your fault. You taught my baby all them things that's in that Bible. You taught my baby all them things in that Bible. She believed it. She believed it to the point she was ready to give her life for it. Look how you done done. How you done messed her up. Boy, that sound right, wouldn't it? You done polluted my baby. Sam, I don't think it'd be no greater thing to have a child that said, I'm going to stand for the Lord. It don't make no difference. It don't make no difference. I believe it's high time that we need a generation. We need a generation says, I'm going to raise Presley, that we're going to raise that baby. Yes, my baby is going to be a Bible toting. Look at Jesus loving, Jesus praising Christian. That's what she's going to be. Oh, Lord, don't let me have it's easy not to make a stand for Jesus. I'm going to tell you something else it's easy not to do. I' just got a couple more things and I'm trying to preach in a hurry. It's easy not to stand for the gospel. I guess the other point I was making is, it's easy just just say, I'm, I'm not just wearing this bracelet for no reason. So there's a name on this bracelet. That name on this bracelet is a name above every name. It's a name that every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess to. It's a name of a man that drug a cross for my sins. He bore a cross for my sins. They whooped him. That was his name. His name was Jesus. He he drugged the cross. They was beating, beating on this man. They was whooping on this man. And they 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 this man that's on this bracelet. They they hung this man on the cross. They spit on this man. They mocked this man. They they stuck a spear in his side. They they killed this man. This wrote on this bracelet. This this name this wrote on this bracelet. Not only he drugged the cross, and not only he hung on the cross, and not only he died for my sins, but this name on this bracelet is a man. That was laying in a grave. And on three days. After he done been there for three days. This name on this bracelet. Man we just can't hang around. Mamas and daddies. Husbands and wives. It won't, it won't work for us. It won't work for children. It ain't going to work for our grandchildren. We just can't hang around it and do good. The Bible said it lest a man be born again. He can't. He can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of heaven. And it said, You must be born again. If you're here this morning you're like that, Nicodemus would ask the question and said, What does it mean? Oh, I remember talking to my friend Gary Stanfield. He was of a different denomination than I was, and I said, Gary, them denominations ain't gonna matter. It's whoever's got the truth. If they ain't got the truth, we need to get away from them anyway. No matter who they are, just because they got the same name, one place they'll preach it this way, another they'll preach it this way. I said, Gary, all you got to worry about, Michael, I remember looking at him. Gary, this is the word you need to be looking at. Do you know anything about being born again? Hmm. I remember being in a house with a man. This is a great guy. He, he lives close to here. And I, I remember he had started coming to a church that I was coming to. And I've told this story. But I remember the preacher asked him, said, are you a Christian? He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I sure am. we love you to come to church. We're glad you're coming. And we thought about maybe you, you ought to join the church sometime. And I didn't have no reason to ask nothing else. I didn't know anything bad on this, on this person at all. I didn't know. I was just concerned from my heart. So, man, that's great. I said, so you have been born again. He said, I don't know anything about born again. I'm going to tell you something. That great preacher man, you think I'm going to say something bad. Boy, he pounced back on that thing. And I didn't get in his way. Boy, he went saying, you don't know anything about being born again. You, 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 do you know anything about the redemption plan that God has for you? Do, do you know that we're all born in sin and, and he just went to talking to this guy and I want to tell you what this fine guy, a businessman, I want to tell you what he said when he left the house. And you might well say, well, Brother Eddie, he should have prayed right then. He should have just prayed right then, Brother Eddie. He should have got that settled. He should have never let you leave that house without him being born again. There's one reason why. The Bible said, "Except the Spirit of God draw you, huh?" Conviction of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you what this smart businessman said. He said, "I'm gonna tell you all something. I ain't just anybody." He said, "I run a business." He said, "I want y'all to pray for me." He said, "I want to think that I'm too smart to die, and go to hell, being y'all and gave me the truth." He said, all I want y'all to do, I want y'all to just pray that God will give me the same time that he's gave everybody else, that that grace and mercy, he didn't say these words, but that's what he was saying. I just pray that it's extended long enough because I've got the truth in me. Look here these youth and these children and even you, the truth has been in you. I want to say this. Boy, I wonder if they meant business. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. If you run the roll call around most churches, you find out what the membership is, and they got 500 coming. They got 500 on roll. Boy, that's what, that's what everybody wants to know. They want to. How many of y'all got on roll? I said, Well, let's come and let's count them Sunday morning. That's the roll that's gonna matter. <laughs> how many are on the roll? Well, I bet y'all got a lot on the road. I'm going to tell you something. You got to be born on the road. You still got to be born again. You still got to be drawn by the Holy Spirit. You still got to be saved. Oh, it's real easy right here. It's real easy right here. Let me tell you something. You check your role. Why don't you ask all them questions? Why don't you get just as concerned? with that person that comes 35, whether or not they understood. Let me tell you something. The Bible's going to teach you. I'm way past where I am so it's going to get you closer to the end. I'll, I'll be closer to the finish. It said "Unless you come to me as a child and, and be converted. You can't get in. Oh, how many people how I many grown-up folks didn't come down and they going through a hard time? The business is in a bad deal. Sickness didn't come. Divorce didn't come. The daughter's done gone crazy. And they come down and said, "I just need to get saved." Let me tell you something. You can't get saved on your feeling. You got to get saved by faith and what Jesus done for you at Cal. That's good. That's good. Bring me a chair, Billy. That chair. That chair, Sister Sherry, it's easy. That chair's easy. Even this chair, Sister Donna. Even this chair. Boy, this chair. Sam, I done took your children off in the baptistry dry. When had homecoming. They wanted to go off in there. You know what I did? We went off in there. Oh, they were just looking around. We done walked down the steps. We done been in the baptistry. They done looked out there. Man, they, they looking forward to the day that they can get baptized. But their mom and daddy's going to say, I, I'm looking forward to that day, but we got to get some truth in them. You ought to have seen that little Brody when I went in there to that class that Sarah and them got on Wednesday night teaching them Bible verses. You ought to have seen them. You ought to have seen them. Oh, You know what, Donna? He's still going to need some tuning. I'm going to tell you old folks something. (laughs) Y'all still need some tuning. And I know y'all are doing a whole lot better than me, but the preacher still needs a whole lot of tuning. You'd probably say amen, but I'd say the same about you. The Bible said that work that he starts in See what he did, he redeemed you. He done said Brody, and he done said Zach, and he done said Anna Grace, and he done said Brianna. He done, their name has been sealed to the day of redemption. Listen. Woo! He said, My my greatest joy is that they walk in truth, that they, they don't believe a lie. Well, I, just as long as we find a good church. Let's, let's find one that's going to be the best, you know, that has more to offer. They better have some truth. Man, I'm getting pulled muscles and everything else, and I don't even tell nobody. Playing kickball with these youth, I'm, I'm just faking it. it, it ain't, I ain't doing body's good. <laughs> Brother Jason, I remember all them knee braces and all. And man, I, I'm just walking around like I'm okay. I get home like, my word, I'm dying. I'm dying, man. Man, we're we going to have a good time. We're going to do all them things. But listen to me. I'd rather care them that they ain't got the 15 folks in the church. Got a little old lady playing a piano and the songbooks falling down on every course. And my children know the truth because the truth is going to be the only thing that's going to set them free. You say set them free. Set them free. Yeah. If they don't know the truth, John, they're going to be real confused when they come up on the first little old smoke of marijuana. See, they ain't going to be free from it. They ain't going to know, look here, just because I'm a born-again Christian, I just don't believe that's what Jesus does when somebody got a little old spoon or something and they're heating it up and they're making some kind of drug and they, they got them out there. Look here, they're going to be free from that already. They're going to be free before they ever set. And when they get in a truck somewhere with a little old boy or a hot girl. Wow. Huh. Huh. That old King James Bible, they didn't carry it in the school with them. They just throw it down in the middle right on that console and said, you can't come over that Bible. Thank God, thank God for a loving grandmama that got you at the door, that come over to the house like graduation and said, honey, I need to talk to you before you go on that first date. If your Bible, how big is your Bible? (laughs) Man, you got one by like this. You thought, Lord, it was the biggest Bible in the world. Be like crocodile Dundee when they showed him that knife at one time, and he come out. With it. They said they had that switchblade knife, and it was probably about that long, you know, and it looked good. Crocodile come out and said, "Oh, mate, said you ain't got a knife." He come out with that long. Grandmama said, "Oh, that Bible may not be big enough." Right. Truth, yeah. he said, you got to hide it, That's right. and you got to put it in your heart. I thank God for Sarah and for Jennifer. And all the ones that's working with them and all the songs that they're learning. It may may be a song that they remember. And then they sing the verse or the verse that remind them about the song. And it all got tied together. And it all got them interested. And now we got these four. It's Zach right here. Man, he's a good young man. I, I remember he. He used to be so timid. I mean, so timid. I already know Brody's going to give me trouble. I already know that. But you know what? I'm just going to love it out of him. I'm going to work with him. I'm just glad he's a young man. He ain't half of one. I believe he's going to be all boy. Amen. (laughs) Brianna got a sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. She loves coming to church. I remember when she was one of the one with Sophie and out of Grace and years ago, and I'd give them a taste. Brother Jason, remember? You, we was probably like, I, I don't know if that's what they need to do or not. And they, they would just come up here and grab my hand. You remember? And they, they would just hold my hand. They'd Like, well, they in a way, Brother Eddie? They in a way? Oh, no, they ain't in a way. Well, when that happened, and Jesus had that, can you imagine? And we done got so spiritual in brown. So I'm trying to get done. I. I really didn't, wasn't going to go but five minutes. I told Brad five minutes, but a, a day with the Lord, is, it's a thousand years. Figure it out in glory. That's, that's, that's heavenly time, but I really didn't mean to be, be done, but can't you imagine how if we was going to do something real religious in this town? Just real religious. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something we didn't set this luncheon up with all the, all the fancy preachers and and all these things, and we're gonna do something real religious. We going i mean, we thinking what we got is gonna turn the town around, you know. And it's gonna happen. <laughs> now we in this room, and we we in this little luncheon, you know. We we got it going on. We got us a we got us a banquet room. All of a sudden, about ten of these children run through the door. Hey, can we eat with y'all? <laughs> can we have some? We are hungry. Well, uh, boy, here comes a lady through the door that was maybe over the luncheon, and she come through Said, "Children, children, 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 Okay, Come here. And of course, of course, as the preacher of the town, it's okay, ma'am, but what we're saying, but get them on out here just as soon as you can. One if when they get them out there, Brody is the last one to walk through the door. One if I'm his pastor. Read one if Brody says, Brother Eddie, I got nine of my friends together. All we want to do, we heard what y'all was doing. We want to pray with y'all. Suffer not little children. Oh, what did Jesus do? Put them right there on the knee. You want to build a country, you care anything about the United States of America? it's going to take more than you toting your gun. It's going, it's going to take more than you have your gun rights. I'm all about gun rights. I'm all about, the, I, I'm all about whatever got already set up. I want it. And I'm going to tell you something. You want to raise something that's going to kill evil, you start raising a, a generation. He said, I'm going to tell you something. When this one lays down, he said, I got one. I'm going to raise up one. And Preston, I don't know about you, but I'd assume it'd be my granddaughter and your baby that's on the way. You hear me? I'd assume Patricia be your grandbaby that's coming to the world. I'd assume it'd be we make up our mind, look at that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's going to matter, but it's got to happen right here. Because one of these days, and I'm, I'm, surely I've got to be through, you're going to get in one of these chairs. And you'll be religious. You may more, know more Bible verses than anybody else because you, you was in the Bible drill. You know what? My two daughters were in the Bible drill. In eight seconds, they had to find a scripture and they had to step out. wonder how mamas and Daddy said, listen, you know you saved. I remember all that, and I remember you being in that Bible drill. I'm going to tell you something with my daughters. I could tell they wanted just the opposite of any truth that there was. They was running the other way. I remember leaving to go preach revival. I remember telling Kelly, I said, Kelly, you got to look here because the pastor she had, and you know, she doesn't talk to him and she doesn't got satisfied and all the time she's just going further and further. I said, there's nothing in your life resembling even come to close what Jesus wants. And when I get home, somebody's lying to you. But that word won't lie to you. And I, when I came home, I left. I was preaching on a Sunday morning. And I was headed to Somerville to finish a revival. And Diane called me on the phone and said, me and Kelly's going to meet you. And I was singing a song, an old song. said, he whispered sweet peace to me. He said, when I am cast down and I'm troubled in my soul, he whispered sweet peace to you. I want to ask your question. As the invitation is being started, I want to ask you a question. Have you got anything that whispers sweet peace to you? Have you got it when it, when it, when it clowns down on you, said you got to go where everybody else is going? Do you have anything right there? It's Johnny Wayne, you take these four and they can get ready. Do you have anything that whispers to you, Donna? Says you ain't got to go. It ain't that important. You ain't got to be a part of that group. You know what? You can just make your own group. There's one more verse that I want to read to you before I close. If I can find it. It's over in the book of Matthew. The problem that we got in life, even as preachers, sometimes we we don't really want to be really separate. Get to thinking my word, I sure need a happy I need a happy message today. Boy, I'm so glad when God gives me a good old Psalms to preach on. My word, it's so fun. (laughs) Preach to the saved folks. It was three things. It's easier not to stand for Jesus. It's easier not to stand for the gospel, which is the true gospel. the last thing, it's easier to not be willing to serve him at all costs, no matter what. Give you two verses, we'll be gone. I'm adding to the list, ain't I? Brad, I can't get away from it. I think I said something about. I said something about uh, I don't tape my Bible plumb together. I said something about if you get there and that, that gospel ain't lining up with the true gospel, you need to leave and don't even say goodbye. You say, brother Eddie, I said when you get there, if it's here, if it's here at Christ Church, you walk in here. And I'm preaching, or if I got a guest preacher and it don't line up with the gospel, don't even say bye. Just leave. In 2 John, I ain't even one chapter in that either, it says, If there come any to you and bring not this gospel, it said, Receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speak. That's hard, ain't it? I'm sorry. You're not going to pollute my children. You're not going to pollute my, my house. You're not going to do it. you got to be willing to stand for truth at all costs, even if it separates you from your friends and your family, which, which is tr- It's truth. And then I wrote down, i get over it because it's going to happen anyway. I said, no, Brother Eddie, I can't turn my back on my own friend. I, I need to kind of go with him. I need no. you don't. No, build you some new friends. Are they really your friend anyway that want to get you drunk? Are they really your friends that want to get you high? Are they your friends if they want to carry you to a place that you possibly get raped? No, they're not your friends. Get over it because it will be a separation anyway. In Matthew 25, 31, and I want to promise you that this is the last verses. It says, when the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And behold, Him shall be gathered all nations. And He shall separate them one from another as a sheep divided His sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on on His right hand but the goats on the left. See, it's going to be a separation anyway. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me, and I was sick, and you visited me. And I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when when saw we thee uh, hungry, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? And when saw we me a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we the sick in prison, and came to thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, and as much as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Thank God for these four children. Thank God for these four children. Right. You need to be a part. The Bible says if you was to offend one of these little ones, you'd be better to have a millstone tied around your neck. They watching you. They watching you and you call yourself a Christian, they watching you. Do they ever come to church and go looking for you and ain't here? Wow. Do they look around you and let me don't get on that. Lord, I'm running folks off doing that. What about when Kaylee's up here singing Amazing Grace? they watching you. I guess Diane's always taught a Sunday school class as long as I can remember. Boy, it really is something when you say, let me tell you something, kids. You need to grow up and hear some things you don't need to do. You don't need to get involved. You need to love Jesus. You need to do that. It's pretty hard when that little girl looks at you, that little boy, and says, look here. My daddy does that. And don't you tell me my daddy is going to go to hell. It was graduation night. Let me tell you a story. State trooper knocked on a man's door. He said, I got some sad news for you. He said, your son's had a wreck. that killed him man was distraught. He said, something else I need to tell you because I'm mad. A state trooper says, something else I need to tell you, and I'm mad. So we found a bottle of whiskey in his car. And he's too young to bought it. And if we find a place that sold it to him, don't you worry about it, Daddy. I'll take care of it myself. The daddy went through the funeral services of his high school graduate. Got him put in the ground, went home that night, and went to get in his cabinet. Oh, it don't matter, Brother Eddie. Oh, I, I done hurt it. Oh, it matters what I do, too. I got a lot of things I need to quit doing. I'm going to tell you something, you got a lot of things you need to quit doing. They watching you. They'll pick up enough on their own. They don't need to be shown no extra. That's right. The man got home late that night. They done had a little dinner after at the funeral service late in the afternoon he said I think before I go to bed I'll just get me a little toddy and he got up in his whiskey cabinet and right behind his first whiskey bottle Sam he found a note it was from his son he said daddy it was graduation night I got a bottle of your whiskey and I know you wouldn't mind more attention do they pay what you do and what you say I don't know who needs to come first I don't know if the children need to come first I don't know if the parents need to come first I don't know can we stand Lord I thank you Lord.